this evening, and I, I know I, I talked today about being uh, touched by fire and um, that very sense of, you know, a match and how when one ignites, uh, then it goes through and, and uh, they're all uh, susceptible to being touched by fire and Paul told this church and I, I didn't uh, in Romans and I know we often use the Roman road of salvation and people talk about that and yet uh, in the 12th chapter he talks very candidly about you need to be fervent in spirit fervent and uh, that means on fire that means uh, uh, letting the spirit move through you fervent that means having uh, getting into it you know and I I realize that um, we we can't you say well pastor I can't be sustained that you know uh, I've uh, raised uh, two girls and we have two grandchildren and and uh, you know they uh, they have a fervency you know if there's a prize or if you're giving them a special toy or or there's something special oh I want to go I want to go and and uh, you know I we have uh, uh, that's uh, that's fervency. That's saying I'm getting with it. I'm I, that's man. That's important, and you know what it is. And so, uh, you know, when we get older, well, we don't have that much, you know, fervency. You know, uh, well, not nothing really moves me. I'm from Mr. Spockland and live long and prosper, and I'm not emotional, and I I don't have emotions. What's an emotion? and etc uh, etc et and yet in the midst of all of this there is a fervency that's supposed to happen in the spirit and so when we come into the house of the Lord regardless of my personality regardless of my uh, where I am but at some point it becomes that cry of, of desperation and so I mentioned this morning this Roman road and, and it's oftentimes used as for sinners and in reality that was written to saints we are supposed to follow the book of Romans and so we started out looking at Romans the first chapter and how he began to exalt the who Jesus was and then talked about the power of God then understood the wrath of God and then knowing then that God wants us to glorify him then the third chapter uh, says all have sinned why why is that important because the moment you think well I don't need you know you thought I was to die for the beautiful song and the moment you think God I've got it made I'm thank God I'm not as bad as well look at them and look at them and look at them is the moment that you've shut the door to the flow of the spirit because uh, unfortunately all have sinned and come short of the glory and you know sometimes from one service to the next I'm wondering if the glory begins to dissipate you know what I'm saying? 
the glory of God because do I always act 24-7 like I am? No. And so that's when I have to plug back in and say, Lord, wash me again. Wash my mind. Wash my feelings. Wash my heart. And so Paul talks about this. He said, being justified by faith, we have peace through God, with God through our Lord Jesus. And so has there ever been any time when I haven't had peace? Sure. And so what do I have to do? I've got to go back to the well and I've got to begin to glorify and worship God until I feel the peace of the Lord. And if it's over a decision, then I need to say, okay, Lord, if you haven't given me peace, I need to go in a different direction. And that's the only way I know of trying to figure out what the Lord and then rejoicing in hope of the glory. Then the sixth chapter, he said that many of us were baptized. I read this this morning into Christ, put on Christ. We were buried with him in baptism. And he goes on that and that's why we talk about baptism as being important is that we are actually being baptized into his death. And, and therefore we are asking for that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead to resurrect us so that I could be a new creature in Christ Jesus. You say, oh, there's, you know, I can't break this habit. I can't break this. I'm here to tell you, no, but with the power of the Lord and the power of the Holy Ghost, he's able to set you on fire if you'll stay on fire for him. And I understand that it's not always easy. It goes on through the sixth chapter and says, likewise, reckon yourselves to be dead to sin. Man, that's, that's hard. Dead to sin. And then he is going and says, but alive to, to the Lord. Let not sin reign in your mortal body. And then uh, the, there he said, but you should obey it. And the lust, don't yield your members to it. And there's something about it, you know, most of the time I talk myself into doing something wrong by justifying it. You know, well, it's not so bad. It's not as bad. Well, it's just this once. It's all right. I can handle one. I can do, I, ha I can have one thing. Huh? I mean, you know, whether it's the Cheeto bag or whatever it is. Oh, I can go in there and just have, I can just eat one handful. I deserve at least just one. Huh? And then, before long, I got Cheetos all over my mouth. Huh? Oh, pastor, I yielded. I, you know, if you walk down the store and you, and you know, you buy them in the store and you bring them in the house, but I won't touch them. I bought them, but I'm not going there. I'm, I'm just not going to, no, no. And, and so there is something about that sense of we yield to it. And we, we, you've got to be willing to admit, you know what? I need to yield myself as instruments of righteousness. And then he goes on in the sixth chapter, Know ye not to whom you yield yourself servants to obey. The word in the King James says servants, but it actually means slave. Who you serve, who you become a slave to, is who you are going to be a slave to obey.
That's why our flesh, that's why our whatever it is, when I yield myself to that, you know, whether it's, you say, well, I've got a spirit, I'm angry, I'm frustrated, and I'm just going to let it, you know, go. And I, in fact, you know, I'm going to just, you know, uh, whatever. I, I know they used to say, and, and they tried for a while in the field of psychology, they tried to have a, have a thing where you need to let it out and express it. And, and unfortunately, they found in most of the research that, you know, uh, throwing things, breaking things, whatever, get a set of dishes. They used to have a therapy. Get a set of dishes and just break them. And guess what? They found out it wasn't going away. It, it, it's still there. When I get through, all I got to do now is I'm frustrated and I got to clean up dishes that are broken all over the house. Well, what are you saying? You can't yield yourself to it. At some point, you have to yield yourself back to God and say, God be thanked at one time I was a servant of sin but I want you to know he set me free he set me on fire he changed my life he changed my attitude I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus he says he goes on in the 8th chapter this Roman road for us likewise the spirit helps our infirmities we don't even know how we should pray and so how what should we do Pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Make intercession with groanings, words that cannot be uttered. You say, well, I don't do that. I don't pray through till I can do that. Well, I want to tell you, that's how you can pray in perfect harmony with what the Spirit wants you to pray. When you say, well, I don't know how I should pray. There have been times. I don't, we, we've been batting around this whole Israel trip and, and you know, what, what they're having this and they have that regulation. And, we've just, and so finally at times I've just been saying, Lord, I'm just going to pray in tongues. Say, Lord, whatever your will, let it be known. Let it show us. I don't know the answer. I don't know what to pray. But what I do know is I know who holds the world in his hand. He knows what's going on. He's able to make a way. He's able to do exceeding abundantly. Amen. And so then he goes to the 10th chapter and he says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. And when you've been praying in tongues in chapter 8, you've been baptized in chapter three or four, <laughs> buried with him in baptism. <laughs> in chapter six, prayed in tongues in chapter eight. By the time you get to your 10th chapter, all you got to do is confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and call on the name of Jesus. Sometimes I don't have time to pray in tongues or go back and get back, but I can say in Jesus' name. Lord, I still believe. I'm confessing. You are still able to heal. You're still able to set free. I'm still, I'm confessing with my heart and my mouth and I'm believing in my heart. God, you can do it. You are able. I know you are able. And all of a sudden, I call on the name of the Lord and I'm saved. Now, as a so simple a plan right there in Romans. Why don't we do it? Why don't we get fervent in the Spirit? And I, I just, I was, last night I thought of three reasons why I've been guilty. Now, there's probably 30 more, but 
probably none of these apply to any of you, but the reason why I don't stay fervent in spirit sometimes, <clears throat> you know, you've been set on fire. We know what the fire of the Holy Ghost is. And we get fired up, but we don't let the Holy Ghost get fired up. <laughs> you know, somebody says something or does something and I'm fired up. I mean, you shouldn't pass me like that. Don't you know I own this road? You, you don't need to cut me off. Who do you think you're, you don't know who you're dealing with. I can get all fired up like that. But can I get the Holy Ghost fired up like that? Whew! That's a different story, Pastor. Don't go there. You know, I can see red quickly, but can I let the Holy Ghost fire me up that quickly? Oh, Lord. And, and these are usually the reasons why for me is, is number one is probably my pride. I don't want to humble myself. I can handle this. I don't want to, I don't want to stop what I'm doing because right now they've made me mad. And I don't like it. And it's all about me. And so my pride gets in the way. And then, you know, fear of man. I don't want to be raising my hand in the middle of the street, sir. I mean, in my car, somebody, that guy will think I'm doing something crazy or whatever. Fear of man. I don't want to get desperate enough or get close enough to be touched by fire. And that's why sometimes folks don't want to come. You wonder why sometimes unsaved family don't want to come to the house of the Lord. They don't want, because they know what will happen when they get in the presence of God. So I can stand back and I don't have to worship. I don't have to praise my hand. I can just step in the back and walk out and it's all good. I don't want to get burned up by the Holy Ghost. Oh, Hallelujah. Now, this is just me. Probably doesn't apply to anybody else. And then tolerating strongholds, like I mentioned this morning. Bondage, sin in my life, that i am not been hungry for the fire. You know, that whenever I am doing whatever I'm doing that keeps me from praying through like I need to, that's why when Jesus was doing the Beatitudes, he said, blessed are ye that what? Hunger and thirst. Uh, hunger and thirst. Blessed are ye that hunger now and then in the Matthew it was recorded as hunger and thirst why because at some point I gotta say Lord I want your spirit to touch me I need your spirit to move I need you to get a hold of my attitude I need you to get a hold of this spirit that's bothering me I need your presence set me on fire and it's easy the Lord will do it if I ask for it, if I'm hungry for it, that's why in Luke, the fifth chapter, Jesus was telling them one time, you know, that they, he had done miracles and this was right after, of course, you know, he had uh, he performed all these miracles and the Bible said there was big fame and they went around and multitudes came together and wanted to be healed by their infirmities. And where did Jesus go? into the wilderness and prayed. Why? Why, Lord, would you leave when there's, man, it's, man, it's cooking, it's going. 
I can heal some more. I can preach to a bigger crowd. I can do this. Woo! And yet, is it really firing me up? It's one thing to fire up a crowd. It's another thing to get me fired up. That's why you've seen folks that were, you know, and we're all easy, you know, that man, oh, I didn't know they were doing that. I didn't know they had that problem. I didn't know. Man, they can fire us all up, but yet what am I doing behind the scenes? That's where I've got to go, Lord. I've got to be honest and real and, and maintain my connection with God through prayer. If there was ever a moment that I need it, whenever they asked him, they said, Lord, teach us to pray. And, and he said, you know, pray our Father which art in heaven. And then, you know what he said about prayer? Another thing, we don't often talk about about this part of the lesson on prayer but Matthew the sixth chapter he said but thou when thou prayest enter into your closet and shut your door and pray to the father which is in secret the father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly when you pray don't use vain repetitions as the heathen do that they think they'll be heard by much speaking be not therefore like unto them for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him what are you saying? When I'm praying for something, let me tell you, the Lord He already knows what we have need of. But He wants me to go through it and pray. He knows what I need but there's something about the fact that I need to pray because I need to get my connection with him. You say, well, I, I, you know, the Lord knows I need the Holy Ghost. When he gets ready to fill me, he'll just fill me. He's not going to do it that way. That's because, you know, it's like saying, well, McDonald's knows I should eat, so they need to bring me breakfast. Really? Well, Burger King knows I like their burgers. They ought to bring me one. Really? You're going to be hungry a long time. Amen. Well, I'm just waiting on them. I'm waiting on God. That's not how, that's not how to get set on fire. If you want to get a set on fire, you've got to say, Lord, I need it right now. I need it. I need to change my life. I need to change my direction. I need something different in my life, Lord. You, I know you know what I have need of, but I'm here to tell you, Lord, I need your spirit. I need your presence. I need you to move. Why? Because if there's something, I need that fellowship. That's why Paul went on and said, and I, my time is up, but Paul in Corinthians when he closed out his second book to the Corinthian church he had talked to them they had all kinds of issues read it in 1 Corinthians read it in 2 Corinthians and he makes this final verse the last verse of the last chapter of 2 Corinthians he says it says like this the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all amen what is that he said, I want you to have communion of the Holy Ghost. That word communion there in the Greek is koinonia. It's often translates to fellowship. Acts the second chapter and the 42nd verse. Remember after the day of Pentecost? 
And the Bible says, and they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and koinonia, fellowship, breaking of bread and prayers. And I know, we just had fellowship last Sunday. And this is a fellowship in church and it's wonderful. And Thanksgiving's coming and somebody's going to have to fellowship. Maybe whether you like it or not. And why do you have a get-together over at your house? Why do the youth go over to the thing? Why do you have a fire pit and sit around and talk? Why, why, why do all that? I got Sister Gina Martin's, Brother and Sister Phillip's house. She invited us, my wife and I, to go. My wife was out of town, so I brought my two girlfriends and we went. They were also my granddaughters. Sorry, I've embarrassed them now. Why do you fellowship? We we broke bread, ate soup, and drank hot chocolate. We didn't stay long. We came back over and fellowshiped at church. And I watched and Sister Vicky and Brother Bill and Joey and Keeley were working and others trying to get set up for all of that. Why, why do all of that? There's, it continued in the Apostles' Doctrine and Fellowship. And I know that's one of the things that our entire world has been shut down because of the pandemic. And I still get emails and articles and different things through the psychology communion and community and they're they're talking about how it is so hard on people's minds and spirits when they're isolated and what it's doing to their marriages or rupturing and what it's doing to families say, well, pastor, is this important? He said, Paul ended up this letter. He says, I want the grace of the Lord and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost. If you've ever needed the communion of the Holy Ghost, it's now. And what it has done is when we don't have fellowship, we get fake fellowship which is Facebook and TikTok and all of that. Which is easily manipulated and can manipulate us. Because those people don't know me. They don't know who I am. Huh? And I can put a little thing on there. Oh, whatever. And, and I, I mean... I can be in a group that I want to be blah, 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 and I can get all kind of advice from people that don't know me. I don't know them. I don't know. Huh? It's fake fellowship. But I'm connected. I'm part of it. And I want to tell you, and I know it's just us here. We're online, but I had a situation this week of a lady and her husband 
been married how many years? Over 25 years. And she's so addicted to Facebook. Ministers. That it's just, I can't stop. I can't, I, I can't walk away from it. I can't put it down. I'm longing for that fellowship. I'm longing for that. Oh, you look so handsome. You are awesome. Oh, you're great. You're just super. Oh, I love it. I'm not telling you it's the biggest sin in the world, but let me tell you, it's just like anything else that can become addictive and a sin. You hear me out. But what we're missing is the fellowship of the Holy Ghost. If you would close Facebook, close TikTok, and say, I'm going to pray till I pray through in tongues. You'd be surprised. You would wake up with a whole lot different attitude and a whole lot different spirit than you'll get through the electron. And I'm not against it. I'm not telling you to get off of Facebook or TikTok or whatever. But I want to tell you, there is, he said the koinonia, the fellowship. John said it like this. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that ye also may have fellowship with us. And our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. If there was ever a time we need to be plugged in to the Spirit, praying for one another. Oh, yes, I need to say you look good, but I also need to be able to come and say, pray with me, Brother Shane. We're going to bombard heaven. We need 